folks listening, I want you to know how excited I am today. I can hear it in your voice. And I'm going to tell you how excited I am by demonstrating it. Uh oh. There he goes. It's like running around the studio dancing. Wow, that took That's, effect quickly. Wow. That was like right out of like a Rankin Bass, like 1967. Burger Meister Meister Burger. Right. <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Film Photography Podcast. My name is Michael Rosso. I'm in the studio today with Mr. Matt Mirage. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mr. John Fideli. Hey, how are you? So what's on your mind, Mikey? Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> this show is very exciting because this is the big recap show. Mm. So in the New York of City was the big uh, Photo District News short PDN Photo Expo. It's every year in October. Mm -hmm. Us as the FPP have been there since 2012. Uh, Matt Marash has been there a few years past with Midwest Photo Exchange. Mm -hmm. Matt works for Midwest Photo Exchange, right? Still do, yep. Yes. Doing classes, all that fun stuff, darkroom, yeah. And we have the whole recap show. And we recorded a series of interviews. So on this show, you're going to hear interviews with Matt Parry from Ilford, Alessandro Franchini from Labbox, Saxon McClama from Negative Supply. We also talked to Josh Steele from Roberts Distributors. Roberts is the exclusive North American distributor of Ilford products. We spoke to Patrick Delabovi from Freestyle. Matt spoke to John Sanderson from Arca Swiss Camera. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, what's their deal? We're going to find out. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I spoke to Emily Barron. She's New York City Beer and Cameras or Beer and Camera NYC. Mm-hmm. Beer and Camera is, an, is a national group that started in uh, California. Okay. People go and they talk about beers and cameras, That's but great. mostly talk about cameras. It, it was definitely uh, a different type of meetup, and it was just really good to see a lot of new faces. Yeah, and uh, the, the folks that run the New York chapter, Emily Barron, uh, Dave Carringe, and Brent Eisler. I hope I got your name right. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. We're also going to talk a little bit about some things that we did not record I always kick myself the day after Matt because I'm always like, oh, my God, we spent this whole weekend. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't record this. I didn't record this. We didn't record this. 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 We didn't record this. 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 Oh. But we were going so fast between things. I think that you're like packed weekend. Yeah, you're just like, uh. So we'll talk about it. Like we didn't record breakfast with Phil Stebley at the French place. We oui, oui. we didn't record Brownie in Motion for, for folks who don't know. Check it out, PDN it out. Photo Expo next year. You could plan your trip. Yeah, uh, it's free to attend. Mm-hmm. FPP super listener Dave Mahali, he was there. Yep. So this all kicked off Thursday, uh, October twenty fourth, when Roberts Distributors had a big shindig uh, at the Beer Authority in mm-hmm. Times Square. Mm-hmm. So this was on social media. Uh, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. analog meetup, and they they put all like the logos of who's going to be there. So Ilford was there, uh, Kodak Alaris was there, uh, FPP was there, FPP was there, yeah. Lab Box. So the whole Cine still Cine uh, they weren't in, weren't in town uh, yet. Oh really? Yeah, uh, they weren't official. They weren't official yet. Okay. 
So we went. Uh, I went because Matt wasn't in town yet, yet and yeah. you were tied yeah. up at the a parent teacher conference. No, it wasn't a parent teacher. Oh, what was it? It was a it was a parents' night out for the new uh, school year for my son's class. It's just an excuse to get drunk. On uh, I was just going to say, is that where parents meet up? All we the parents of kids meet up time. and they just start drinking. We drink. There was so much food. There was so much, so many desserts, delicious desserts, bite-sized eclairs. You guys, you and oh, Kevin uh, Neblung should have played covers that night. That would have been nice. <laughs> that would have been really through, through it over. Yeah, well, there's that. a bunch of guys there who are musicians. I didn't convert anybody. I talked cameras with a, uh, two guys, but they're all digital. So no conversions that night. So while John was getting wasted with all the <laughs> parents of the children that are in his kids' class, yes. I uh, hopped in my buggy and I went to Times Square. And I went to the Beer Authority and uh, hung out with Phil Stebley from thedarkroom.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Josh from Roberts yeah. was there, and all the gang from Roberts. Uh, and that's um, uh, uh, Nate, mm-hmm. Anthony, hello, and oh gosh, mm. and the other one, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the other guy, Josh's brother. That's what I just Phil, called. Josh's no. brother, Phil. No. no, Josh, your brother Matt. Is he a Matt as well? Oh gosh, I feel I, I should have took more cards. Gosh darn it. So we'll just call him Josh's brother. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. At least you remembered him. Yes. Uh, and, of course, uh, Bruce, who is the owner of Roberts, yes. and Roberts Distributors is a family company that was started by his parents. Oh, is that right? So I Family met, deal. Yeah, yeah. So I met him, his daughter, I think. and Yes, his daughter and his son-in-law, oh. who runs the, uh, the used camera. The, oh, use Photo Pro. Yeah, yeah, use Photo Pro. Great guys. Tim Rayugo from Kodak Alaris was mm-hmm. there. Wow. Then he had a birthday over the weekend. That's right. That's Good right. Birthday, Tim. The weekend of the 27th of October. Uh, happy birthday, Tim. Happy birthday, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Bias, Film Ferrania, oh, mm-hmm. was there. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Lamography Gang. Yeah. Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridget. And was there somebody else? You know what? I should have like a pad. Yes. I could wear, wear, wear it around my neck. Or a brain. Or like oh, one of those. Oh. Oh, oh. oh, oh my God. Um, hold on. <laughs> I'm really glad I wasn't there because like there's no way wow. I would have gotten it all down. So, so Mike, like about... The night I heard, you guys had at least five times as many years. people that oh. that you thought were going to show up. Like this was supposed to be, they weren't anticipating it was going to be a big deal, and it just ended up blowing up. Oh, it was packed. Nice. Oh, uh, Rosemary Hawkins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Longtime listener, yes. Rosemary Hawkins showed up. That's great. It's, and it's great to meet people that uh, have been so kind to the FPP. So many years, you know, to actually meet people, and of course, you know. This guy, that guy showed up. Yeah, <clears throat> should have wrote this down. Thank you. Press you for names. Yeah, thank you so much for like listeners who showed up. And I'm just, I just feel foolish now. And I, and I, if you look, I'm as prepared as I've ever been for this I've show. I've never you seen are. so many pieces of paper with scribble on it. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, so it was just the so the the meet and greet was a, a big hit. Nice. Yeah, I feel like Ilford just really they they stole the show before the show even began though because they they built up the hype appropriately on social media because they had teased it about a week before the show that they were going to. Announce some new films. Oh, and announce just announce all this. They kept the mystery going. They kept the hype. They played it up, and 
it really worked. I mean, they don't post, they're not like post, 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 like it's really meaningful stuff usually mm-hmm. when it goes out and their interactions are good. And uh, yeah. But they post something, they mean it. So that was Thursday night. Uh, and um, Thursday was the first day the PDN Photo Expo opened up. And apparently that's a big day. I was here at FPP HQ mm-hmm. working. And then Friday, I was here at FPP HQ working while Matt Marash was uh, driving feverishly across the country. Yes. Yeah. To get here, he skid into town right. in the PM. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, way past dinner time. As you know, wow. I try to fatten everyone up yeah, that comes do. to FPP. Seriously. Because uh, er- everything revolves around, because I'm like, Matt, so what time are you driving in? So, you know, oh. we'll be hitting the diner or, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's always. But he came in late. No, I, I was already like, I was good to go. You I usually like pack food. a lunch. Well, I know I, I pack a lunch yeah. and I'll just like straight through it. Lauren hates, anybody else hates driving with me because you just like, plow through. I'm, I plow I'm through. You, the gas station better have a bathroom because this is the only yeah. time I'm getting out of the car yeah. and then like back in. Yeah. I dehydrate myself. I just well, yeah, all, all my food's dehydrated. So it's like beef anything. jerky and like trail mix. Yes, there's no liquid. Saturday was a big day. I picked oh up gosh. Matt from the hotel. Super early. We went into the city, into the Lincoln Tunnel, right into the famous John Fideli parking lot, Port a.k.a. Authority. Port Authority. We got in right away, right? It's the big it's secret, great. by the way. If you're no, in... don't tell people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt so who'd you talk to on Saturday? Thank you, John. You're welcome. First met Phil at his hotel. He stayed at the Moxie. Yeah, that place got a lot of Moxie, see? Well, the, all, these, all the hotel chains in the city, all the ones you know, Sheridan, Marriott, they all like they, rebranding. Yeah, they That's own all hipster that stuff. Name. Yeah. yeah, they give it a hipster name, yeah. and it was, this one was Neon Moxie. Okay. Uh, we picked up Phil, and then we walked down to the, the PDN, which from Times Square, you just walk down to the river, and yeah, it's, it's at not the... Bad. Jacob blocks. Javits Center. Three, four blocks down. Yeah. yeah. I think the most exciting thing about the, the whole weekend regarding film is that Ilford released a new film. And this, what is the film called, Matt? So, I mean, it's, it's new in that it's like new offerings. That's kind of like their biggest thing. New format. Yeah. So they have, they've always had, if you were doing copy negatives or you were like teaching large format, they always had Ortho Plus. So they're orthochromatic. You can load it with a red safe light. Ortho 25. They had that in 4x5 and 8x10. But now, really interestingly, they've released it in 35 and 120. Hmm. And that's uh, that's pretty neat just because it's it's a different film. It's a different effect. I would say it's a much easier time using an ortho film like that than trying to cut down x-ray film and put mm-hmm. it into a camera or something like that. Um, but it's essentially going to give you the same effect, decent speed, and it's got those protective layers and stuff. So it's that's going to be a neat thing for folks to try. If you're learning how to load film, you can load your real film under a red safe light oh, and kind of figure stuff out. And you can also develop by inspection, which is the little red lights on, and you can watch it come well, out. Well, I'm going to ask you some questions after we roll in Matt Parry's interview. Great. Uh, Matt Parry from Ilford Films. He was at the Ilford booth. Ilford booth was beautiful, wasn't it? They were, they were great, and they were usually... Even early in the day, it was too deep. So, like every every guy, every person manning the booth had someone they were talking to, and then there was somebody waiting right. behind them mm. just to get more of the scoop. There was Matt at the booth. There was um, Mike Bain. Mike Bain from uh, Il- Ilford in the U.S. Yeah. Yes. And who was the other gentleman? Then there was uh, uh, Max from uh, Intrepid. He was also at the booth. Was he really? Yeah. There's another uh, Ilford gent. Yeah. There was too. Giles. Giles. And he's the he's the big Ilford Harmon guy from the U.K. Big he, shot. Yeah. He's oh. the big shot. Yeah. <laughs> Matt talked to Matt. Yeah, well, I tried to talk to Mike, and he's like, you know what? Uh, P- 
people believe everything way more when it comes with a British accent. Yes. So they, 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 they he, John and I know he, that he just yes, scoots, he just scoots Matt Perry over my way, and we uh, got this little spot. Let's hear what Matt and Matt have to say. Yeah. Hey, out there, FPP listeners! Uh, I'm here at the Ilford uh, Ilford Harmon booth, uh, and I have uh, a special. Uh, a special guest spot here. Uh, this is Matt Perry from Ilford Photo. Uh, came all the way over from the UK just to talk about some awesome new products. Uh, what do you have on deck for us here, Matt? So we've got several new products that we're showing here today at the uh, the show. Uh, the one that most people seem to be interested in is Ilford Ortho Plus, which is a existing emulsion that we've had in sheet film, originally intended as a copy film. Um, so it's a really fine grain, really sharp, beautiful uh, pictures. But what we did is we basically decided to test that from a photographic application instead of a technical one. Um, we got people out shooting it in sheet film and we like the results. So we've now actually put it into uh, 35mm and 120 So we basically coded onto a different base and it's now available for people to go out and shoot. So being an ortho film is blue and green sensitive, uh, not red sensitive. So what you get um, is still a very fine grain, really sharp, really nice and clean images, but it's uh, contrasty. Where you've got reds, you get nice, punchy, contrasty um, elements to the scene. It works really well for things like landscapes, um, you know. So it, it's cityscapes, city architecture, etc. Portraits, being ortho, you know, it, it can do different things to different skin tones. So it's just something a bit different. We class it as a specialty film as opposed to one of our standard kind of main range type HP5, FP4, the Deltas, etc. So it's just to give someone a bit of choice, something a bit of fun to have a play with. You know. Yeah, I know as, uh, you know, I'm a large format shooter, and in the 4.5 and 8.10 world, it's still great because if you're doing traditional process or making copy negatives, that that's the go-to. I still have some of that in the fridge. Do you see folks using the ortho film in that way or just as more of a creative outlet? So that's what it was always designed as. That's, it was an original purpose, and it'll still be its purpose, you know, from a, a large format point of view. But we'd always encourage people to go out and actually try shooting it outdoors, try shooting some landscapes with the, the film, and I think they'll be surprised and delighted with the results that they get. You know, one of the other benefits of it with the uh, lack of red sensitivity is that you can um, process it in a deep or dark red safe light, you know, so if you have access to a dark room, it's a good way to learn processing because you can actually see what you're doing at the same time. Um, so it works really quite nicely in that regard as well. Yeah, I, I know when I teach uh, intro workshops on processing, if I can usually get a hold of some X-ray or ortho, showing someone how to do something and they have the confidence that, okay, I've loaded it right now, this is what it can look like, that just eases them through and maybe they can get some good results the first time instead of the first five times. Yeah. I mean, normally what I'd always say is if you're learning and you're doing it for the first time, use an old roll, use a dummy film, some expired film that you don't care about just to practice loading onto a spiral. With this, you can actually almost jump straight into the process because you can see what you're doing then. So it actually kind of helps that learning curve. So it's just another nice side benefit of this product, another nice, you know, interesting quirk to it. Yeah, it's very cool. So, you know, I've followed this this kind of story over the last week and a half as, ever, as things have developed. I, I feel I might have just gotten lucky. I, I woke up early that morning and I saw this tweet from Ilford saying, 
there's four new things being announced, and I was just like, oh my god. Uh, how's the response been to the, the new announcement? It's been insane, really. I mean, you know, we, we are very active on social. We like to be very active in the community. We, we like to have a bit of fun on social as well, put a bit of banter out, and, you know, we just kind of enjoy the process. So, I mean, the opening day of the show has been, well, it's been insane. This is the third day we're meeting, and it's, it's been insanely busy, especially the opening day. People coming to see what we were doing, what was launching, and the reaction's been fantastic. You know, people have loved all the products that we've been uh, introducing today. Awesome. So, the, uh, I wouldn't be able to end this interview without at least mentioning... Um, the other, the other big product announcement, which is your fifth generation of your, your multi-grade uh, papers. Can you explain a little bit about what updates have happened and such? So, effectively, this, as you said, it's the fifth generation of our RC papers. Um, they're, they're our best-selling papers that we're replacing, so it's a, you know, it's a big deal. This is our biggest product, effectively. And so what we've uh, tried to do is build on a solid product, you know, product that a lot of people love. Uh, and the idea is that we've made incremental tweaks to it to make it better, but fundamentally the emulsion, the way that the emulsion's made, has been redesigned from the ground up, using it as a more modern process, bringing it in line with our fibre papers. We've warmed the base tint very slightly to um, differentiate it from the cool tone. It's got better mid-grade spacing, so cleaner separation between the tones. It's got um, deeper, punchier blacks as well, so it gives you a, a nicer a print in that regard. And it's also um, better for toning, so it's better than the predecessor for toning. So these are all subtle differences, but fundamentally people who love the predecessor should love this one as well. Um, we've had great feedback from the people we had testing it as well, so we're very excited for people to get using this as well and get back in the dark room and get printing. I always tell folks when they're starting to print in the dark room, uh, just like film, you want to start with a known entity, something that is you can pick it up at any time and work with it well, not like a, a boutique kind of paper you might not always be able to get. And Ilford has always been that for me. The multi-grade lineup is the standard. If you can't come up to that or be as easy to process, they're not going to pick it up. They're not going to start with anything. Yeah, I mean, we, we do 20 different papers. So we have got a full range from uh, graded paper in fiber and RC all the way through to um, warm tone, cool tone, neutral fiber papers and a ton of RC paper. So there is something from everyone, uh, for everyone, including even like an art paper, like a fine art, art paper. So we like to think there's a choice, but as you said, this is a paper that, you know, caters to everyone. So anyone that prints RC has typically used our paper probably at some point. So for people, students, beginners, just wanting something that's easy and straightforward to use to get a great print, all the way through to pros uh, that prefer RC over fiber. So it's great, and then the added benefit of the you know enhanced toning capabilities means that students again have a way of practicing toning before jumping onto fiber, which is typically better than you know any other surface for. Yeah, that, that's what I've personally done when I teach toning. I get them up to the point where they're comfortable with fiber because they can see that instantly happen versus RC. I say, it's happened, and they say, well, can I see it? Well, let's get it dry and into the light, and maybe you can see it then. So this should be a little bit more obvious if you tone the RC. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's, some of the results we've had uh, people test it, again, are very beautiful. So, you know, we're, we're not comparing the way it tones to a fiber paper, but we're saying compared to its predecessor, it has better qualities for toning as well. Awesome. Uh, Matt, I, I know you got. there's a line for me behind me. There's so many excited folks scouting out all the products here, so I'll let you get back to it. But thank you so much for chatting with the Film Photography Podcast. Absolute pleasure. Well, what a jolly chap. Really nice guy. 
Yeah, the Ilford guys were yeah. terrific. I'm, and, I'm really glad you stopped me uh, and said, Matt, save it for the show. Like, because we just hit it off right away. We yes. probably had like three uh, times as long a conversation oh, that I wow. just finally like got in there. The most amazing thing is this morning, which is we're recording this the day after the whole brouhaha. Mm-hmm. I got a message from Google. It's like, uh, this, um, this link on your website has, you know, like it's up. It's up 600%. Oof. And that is the article written by Leslie Lazeby, which is panchromatic orthochromatic film. Well, what is go. it? Oh, it makes go. sense because the new ortho film. Yeah. This release by Ilford is so important, and I will tell you why. Because, I mean, sure, many of us are shooting medium format, large format, but most of us are shooting 35 millimeter. And the new folks are shooting 35 millimeter. The amazing mm-hmm. amount of compact cameras being sold. Oh, my God. Incredible. Yeah. So the fact that Ilford just released a film that is orthochromatic is going to blow the lid off. <laughs> FPP has been carrying orthochromatic films for Forever. years, and they're buried in the catalog. Getting no love. <laughs> no love. She put a monster on it. So, Matt, for... for <laughs> oh, my God. Really fast. So, <laughs> FPP released a film, a special film this past Halloween. Pitch fun, Mike. Oh, I, hello, Count. Oh, hello. How are you doing? Your film's very popular. Why, thank, Why, you. thank you. It's about time. It's about time. got a little bit. It was Dracula 35. Yes. And uh, Paige... I'm only 29. I'm only 29. <laughs> Paige Davis and I came up with that because, you know, we both like monsters. I'm sure you like monsters. I love monsters. You like Universal Monsters? Yeah, they're okay. Okay. So we came out with this. We, we, we put this together really fast at the end of August. The Mummy is, the my, mummy favorite. is my favorite. And, of course, you have to do a lot of prep work. You know, you oh, have yeah, to get the marketing materials the, yeah, and everything. Bare, yeah, and we barely pulled it together. And the reaction was so amazing. Mm. People were like, oh, you know, at the uh, Beer Authority meetup, someone was like, oh, what monsters next year? <laughs> Come on. They're, yeah, they're already <clears throat> waiting for the next one. <clears throat> there's the list. Of <clears throat> and Patrick from uh, Freestyle, Freestyle. I, I think he said, oh, what's the Christmas? Oh. Yeah. I don't, he, I don't think he was joking. No, he was, awesome. he was very serious because, I mean, you saw that display. They had just like a million films there. It was, yeah. it was crazy. What can you do for Christmas? Elf? Now it's too late. We're too late. Oh, We're too, we should have thought about this. We'll get back to that. Okay. Ortho, Ilford. Oh, my God. This is so important. Because people are now going to discover the joy. If you're a, a first-time shooter mm-hmm. and you could now load your film on a reel by inspection, meaning you have a, the famous 5 watts junior safe light on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, I'm going to hand it over to Matt. Sure. Tell us about panchrom- panchromatic film versus or ver- yeah versus orthochromatic film. What's the difference and what films are which? Are people going to get more confused or is this good for film? I'm no, totally this confused. I think this is really good for film. Uh, most a vast majority of the time that you're shooting black and white. And so this is really just for black and white films. This is not a color film thing. Okay. Most films that you're going to shoot black and white, they'll have pan somewhere in the name, like Tri-X pan. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them would always say pan in the name. So you knew that it was a panchromatic film. Panchromatic just means it sees the same uh, range of UV to red that our eyes see a lot of the time. So um, your Roy G. Biv it sees all of those colors pretty decently and in relatively equal amounts. Your orthochromatic films really only see blue through green. So it doesn't see a lot of the reds, oranges get darker. uh, And the response allows you to use a really weak red safe light to to do everything, which uh, when I'm teaching large format 
or something just new to people and they want to get a, a better feel of what they're doing, uh, either exposure – well, not exposure-wise, mm. but developing-wise or loading-wise – it's a great tool. Just get some experience. Exactly. So getting the experience with something that usually costs a little bit less than the, the good stuff, and now you can see it. You don't have to have, like, night vision goggles on right. to see what you're doing. By the way, is it the folks at home know you can use night vision goggles to, to load all your stuff if you want to. It's another so topic <laughs> at the show. I just turned to really? Matt, like, random. I was just like, uh, Matt, can I use, like, you know, some IR, some kind of goggles so I could do – because I'm always cutting stuff in there. I can't see – I'm in the black. Yeah. You're in the darkness. Yeah. I can see it right now. The night vision goggles on my oh God. Like, it's going to look like the dude from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so people shooting panchromatic film, you're saying that these night vision goggles are also an option. Yeah. Why aren't these more popular? I'm turning away from the uh, mic. Because like, they're so whiskey. expensive. Cause are they so expensive? <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, it's going to be the new heat helper. a couple hundred. A couple of hundred bucks. It'll still be a couple it's gonna, hundred bucks. It's going to be yeah. the new heat helper in the FPP online store. Oh God, that'd be great. Can't keep them in stock, John. That's amazing. The heat helper, by the way, is a wa- special wand special that wand. you put into the water. That you wave over your film and it magically <laughs> develops. You know what you should do, Mike? You could even advertise it like the old back of the comic book catalog, like yeah, X-ray right? vision or just like oh the night, FPP night vision guy. Model it on yeah. that. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. awesome. But no, the Pan, Pan Crow versus Ortho... It's, um, you know, Pancro's your regular black and white stuff. If you need to change the look of it, you would add filtration. Mm-hmm. Orthofilm essentially already has like a blue and green filter on there. It just doesn't see How red. How does that affect the black and whiteness, though? Does makes it, it make more, contrasty. more contrasty. Yeah, and orthofilms, a lot of films prior to the 1930s were orthofilms. A lot of old plates were ortho. So you get a picture on a blue sky day, it's not going to be a blue sky. It's going to be mm. super bright. You're not going to get much separation in clouds and sky. It's in the uh, blog. Leslie talks about yeah. old Hollywood. You, in the days when the movies were shot outside, the sets were built right. outside, right. and all revolved around sunlight. Yeah. Yep. And, and Leslie also talks about the special makeups for actors that could only be seen. Yes. It's for or, you know, the makeup was designed for ortho film. Yeah, huh. to selectively lighten and darken. It's it's right. yeah. So it's just natively more contrasty. Um, you might use a slightly different developer combo or regimen than you're used to. Uh, so softer developers or more diluted developers usually help with the ortho films. They kind of tame that contrast that they built up, but if it's something that's kind of Already ready to go, like the ones that Ilford offers, that's awesome. It's mm. not like X-ray film where it's this whole new learning curve because the film, you're taking a film that's made for commercial and you're modifying it for your own personal use. This stuff's kind of yeah. ready to go, easy to hit the ground running. And Great. Um, yeah, I'm just excited that it's just, it's more stuff. We c- we have more options now as film photographers than when we started talking about this stuff on FPP, oh which, is, which is cool. And who would have thought that would ever come to be? Yeah, I mean, there was all this wild speculation the week leading up to the announcement, like, oh, is it going to be a color film? Is it going to be a UV film? Like, you know, but the cool thing was people were excited and they were talking about it, and Ilford came through with some with some pretty neat offerings. And then, you know, the other thing that they that uh, Matt and I talked about in the interview, they have that uh, that new multi grade five series. So Mm. they've updated their RC offerings um, to their to their multi grade five. It's supposed to have a little bit warmer of a base, so it's not like this kind of cool tone that it used to be. And it's also going to have uh, better toning capabilities. So toners are when you use a different chemical substance, change the silver. It'll change the color as well as the archival permanence of the, and this of the is paper. Paper, 
for traditional darkrooms? Traditional darkroom, enlarging, contact sheets, all that stuff. What yeah. size do, does this paper come? Multigrade. Well, the Multigrade 5 should be available in the 8x10 size um, up through up through roll for okay. like machine process. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good stuff. Is Ilford, is Ilford discontinuing any papers and bringing this in, or is this in addition to the arsenal? So this is just basically all the stuff that they offered in MG4 is now going to be MG5. Going through, so you're not going to see any more MG4. That's old stock, essentially. But like most darkroom paper, if you have MG4, it's not like don't go throwing it out. Right, right. It's it's going to work just great. No, it's not obsolete. Um, But MG5 going forward is supposedly Apple. No, no, making you buy all new stuff. When's multi-grade (laughs) eleven? It's it's pretty good to see that they're they're continuing to to innovate where other folks will will are just kind of like paring down the line mm. yep. or selling it off or having to get Kickstarter funding. These guys are like, yeah. nope, here it is. We're we're committed. Which well, that's, that's encouraging. Yeah, that was definitely the the high point I, I think, and that's why we spent so much time talking to those guys in uh, Roberts and Ilford. Well, thank you, Matt. Yeah. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Humana, humana, humana. We're going to be talking a lot. This year about and next year, 2020, about uh, panchromatic and orthochromatic, the differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, in maybe next show, Matt, we'll talk about orthochromatic films and what developers are best for it. Great. This is the story of the year. It is. It's a whole discovery. And, uh, you know, I'm always amazed. I'm always confessing to John Fideli how after 10 years of doing the FPP, which doesn't even matter that we've been doing this 10 years, mm-hmm. because as I discovered this weekend, no one even knows what an FPP is. Exactly. It's encouraging, though. FTP? STP? Oh, TTP, yeah. TTP. So it's almost like this is a rebooted series. Yeah. In a sense that, you know... You can look at it that way, yeah. And, yeah, it's, you know, second gen FPP. The next generation. It's Mark II. Because so much of the stuff we're going to be talking about is getting back to the basics of people first discovering film and what options are available to them. And we'll talk about the Beers and Camera NYC in a little bit. We're going to move to the next segment, which was Lab Box, which has been a huge yes. chit-chat amongst us FPPers yes. for years. It's a long time in the making. It is, but you know what? I think, it's, I think it's all great, and I'll tell you why. Kickstarter, I don't perceive Kickstarter as something that, that an inventor starts and then expected to deliver in six months. I mean, quite yeah. frankly, no. it did take Lab Box a bit of time but he probably needed all that time. Yeah. And more. Yes. And this is, we're talking about Alessandro Franchini. Mm-hmm. And Alessandro is the inventor of Labbox. And now that the Kickstarter is over and that everyone's been delivered, like John. Yep. Leslie. John got his. Yep. Uh, it's available retail, the FPP online store. If it's not in the store right now, it's going to be in the store. We spoke to Alessandro and let's roll that in. <laughs> Hey, Mike Rosso here. I'm in the Roberts Distributors booth with Mr. Matt Marash and super special guest Alessandro Francini. Francini. Oh, Francini. And of course, folks listening, you know we've been talking about for a very long time the excitement around something called the Lab Box. This is a unit where you can develop 35 millimeter or 120 film in complete daylight. So take take it away, Matt. Yeah, so the Lab Box has been, I don't know, uh, how long has the hype been out there for it? Maybe a, a little over a couple years now? Or how long's we uh, We took five years to develop the Lab Box, starting from the very first scratches on paper, 
and then we did a Kickstarter in two, uh, 2017. Okay. Yeah. And now it uh, hit in the in the in the shops at the beginning of August. It's uh, I know when it hit the floor at Midwest Photo. That's where I, I sell cameras and teach classes and do demonstrations. It has been a huge hit with the uh, with educators specifically because they're doing demonstrations. They might not have a darkroom space of their own, and now they can show students the power of shooting the film and the process, and it just gets them excited about it. It's a it's a really unique product. Um, how has uh, how's response been uh, since its release? Uh, absolute great. Uh, my first, my first uh, fear was: Does it really work? Do we don't destroy films of the people? The the lab box functions 100%. I did a lot of demo here at Photoplus in New York City, and it works 100%. Uh, another usage of the of this uh, lab box is, uh, for example, uh, we have a shop in Zurich and in Rome. And a lot of customers come in and they want to know if their old camera is working. So what we say then, okay, just shoot a film, then we put it in the lab box, we develop with the monobath, and we chat a little bit with the customer. In eight minutes, we have the film and there we can tell them, yes, you have light leaks or not, the camera is perfect, so on. So, this is another way to use the lab box. That's an awesome way to use it because anybody that collects cameras, deals in used cameras, now they have an outlet to say, yes, this is in good working order. They can verify. That's awesome. I never even thought of that idea. That's, uh, that, that's an awesome idea. Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Mike, uh, any, any other, uh, anything we missed on the lab box? Well, uh, here at the FPP, for folks listening, we are going to be either we have in-house now or we'll be carrying very soon lab box. Definitely for Christmas. Okay. And the reason it's not in store yet is because we've been doing our FPP in-house battery of tests. And that is Leslie Lazenby testing and John Fideli testing, which, as you can guess, Matt, is a whole different mindset of testing. Yes, Leslie is probably the high end, and John is the can any, can any guy process film with this thing. Right. So we are coming up with uh, all the tips you need. And these are all the tips that are already in the instruction manual that no one reads. <laughs> Nobody reads, even if it's short. That's uh, that's yeah. our bad, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you're uh, developing in LabBox your Kodak film, your Ilford film, uh, or any other known regular any any film that's basically uh, a film on at acetate safety film, which Triax is, or an Estar based film, the LabBox will cut through. Because you're putting your film in and then you're 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 uh, scr scrolling it, you're rolling winding it, it up, winding yeah. it, and then you have to cut the film. Yes, it's got the, it has the cutter on it. If you're using a polyester-based film, it won't cut through. That is a question. Do you think future lab boxes? Do you think the cutting device in the future will it be a modification or? Yeah, uh, we are we are working on the cutting uh, on the blades so that we are sure that you can cut any PET uh, uh, films. It is already possible to, to cut the film. It is a little bit difficult, but in the future we are working on the shape of the, of the blade and uh, we will solve for sure the problem. Yeah. I mean, for, for your average shooter, it's not going to be a problem. No, because they're using just whatever they can grab off the counter a lot of the time. Yep. Yeah, really not a problem, but it's an ingenious idea. Uh, it's a great product, especially I always think of an apartment dweller. You don't have much space because here at the FPP, we have our own line of chemistry that's small. One liter uh, developer, 
one liter uh, fixer. We have our mono bath. We are thinking small for people who do not have a lot of space. You know, for uh, our, our folks who don't have, uh, you know, the proper storage, just store all those gallon jugs. Mm-hmm. Lab, box, lab box is perfect for grab and go, come home, develop a roll of film, you're ready to go, ready to scan. Awesome. Uh, well, I thank this has been a, a huge surprise. I didn't even expect to, to meet anybody from Labbox here today. Me too. So we've been talking about I'm, Labbox such a long time. It's great. I, I always uh, from Europe. Uh, I always heard at your uh, your podcast, and I'm surprised too that you are here. And I appreciate that very much. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks. Uh, thank you so much for the the audio spot. And hopefully we'll keep we'll keep our eyes peeled for you know for updates and just uh, you know, see our listeners like uh, like the Labbox. Yes, there will be uh, in 2020 a lot of uh, new products around uh, Labbox. And I will let you know and uh, through uh, FPP podcast, of course, too. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alessandro. Thank you. Thank you both. And what a guy. Great guy. He Very he, passionate about he was He was working it, too. I mean, they had him. It's like, Oh, my God. He was running from different he was booths. Like, he was, like, out of breath really? and, like, running people's films in monobath wow. and just showing them how it works. It, it was really interesting hearing his take and, you know, coming right from the inventor. Here's what I envision this yeah. device being for. A lot of times they manufacturers won't tell you that. You can really tell this was a passion project for him because he, he said, here's what I think this box is for. And, you know, in, during the interview, he even mentioned it. He's like, well, even if you're a camera retailer or you, you buy cameras, you collect cameras, you can have a FPP monobath. Mm. Yes. You can test the camera right in front of the person that's going to sell you the camera. Or if you're selling the camera, you can do it. And while you're talking to them, you're just that. running the film, da, 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 da. Four minutes later, ding. Whole, like, holy crap, here, it works. Here's the stuff. Mm-hmm. It, people's minds were being blown like every 10 minutes on the on the dot over at the the roberts booth with yeah. uh with the lab box cool. so really really neat that it's you know, i initially said oh yeah educators they're gonna love this you can demonstrate it but it's not just demonstrating it it's it's seeing that everything's working well with your camera yeah so you know you said your your night your f3 john was yeah. like uh it's on the fritz what's right. what's it doing well let's see check it yeah right right now boom for sure so, so that's uh that, that was pretty cool it is. It's perfect to do it's a camera great. test. And it, I mean, for a novice at developing, it's great because it gives you a lot of confidence because it's so easy to use to be able to By do something way, on your own. You, you, you keep, you keep uh, yeah. pigeonholing, pigeonholing <clears throat> yourself as a novice. John. I I, no, I'm not as studied as you guys are. But you were in the WPC darkroom back in 1985. Yeah, but I've been yeah. out a long time. Okay. Been out of the dark room okay. for a long time. So, and it becomes a daunting task when you know you're looking at this through new eyes. You know, absolutely. Um, but it's a perfect tool f- to get back into that and get yourself a little confidence, right? And it's a great product to have, but it's not. You know, all of these new products that are coming out. Like if you invest in a lab box, it's a perfect thing, and you'll find your you'll find the mood of when you're shooting a roll. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shoot a quick roll. And you want to just get it processed really quick and you, you don't want to save it with that big batch yeah. right. or whatever. Yeah. But now for the day, you want to get it up on social media real yeah. quick. It doesn't replace the traditional no. two-reel tank. No. And I think folks that are shooting on a regular basis also have the two-reel uh, tank. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll shoot two rolls and you'll be like, okay, I'm going to two-reel it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I have my lap box. And uh, I know some nights when I have one roll, I'll just, you know, or if I'm on the road. You know, it's it's 
it has it has um what's a good word capabilities it's it's flexible it's a good thing it's nice it's nice comes in different colors double shots wearing off yeah oh yeah i'm gonna get okay next up also at the roberts distributors booth we've seen uh, a lot of buzz on the internet negative supply and a lot of things i see on the web matt it doesn't beat when you're there and you meet the people and you see it absolutely and uh, we met uh saxon mcclama and Saxon is the inventor of negative supply. Mm-hmm. And it, what, it, before we roll the interview in, mm-hmm. uh, in a nutshell, what is it, Matt? It's, it's a little – it's a really like well-built rig that helps you digitize using a single capture device your, uh, your film. And your negs. Yeah, your negatives, your positives. What, as long as you have if, – if you can find a light source, pretty easy, like a light, a light table or even mm-hmm. just a really – well, a window wouldn't work too well. But something to illuminate you know, underneath through a your film. white screen on an iPad or iPhone? Yeah, maybe? that would be okay. bright enough. You might have to raise your ISO a little bit more. But then some way to hold your camera that you were demonstrating it using an old camera stand or a copy stand. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice, nicely built device that could help you – uh, digitize that stuff, and uh, we should mention too. Uh, Saxon was there, and then we 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 kind of missed him because we were jumping around. But I know AJ Holmes; he was also there repping the the negative supply because we'd been in touch. Oh, okay. Uh, months ago, when when he was just rolling that stuff out, so we've we've been back and forth on social media. But it was really nice uh, chatting with Saxon, and kind of the same thing. The, I got the same vibes from him that I was getting from Alessandro, where they know what the product, who the product is for what it's about and where it sits in the market versus you know there's people 3D printing stuff like this but this was like a really solid machined device that was meant to be used um, in, a, in a variety of applications so let's you know cool. let's, let's listen this is one that I've actually not seen uh, I'm kind of fresh to this so I'm here with uh, with Saxon uh, he's here with uh, he's here with Roberts and he's gonna show me this uh, neat little it almost looks like a scanning device what do we have here Saxon yeah so this is a negative carrier or a film carrier for digitizing negatives with a camera um, if you've seen a lot of options out there they they actually scan with strips of film uh, this actually does entire rolls uh, you can scan a roll of film in about five minutes oh wow using your digital camera and a macro lens um, you just have to have a light source under it and a software package to uh, convert the negatives or obviously your positives come out perfect the first time. Awesome. And it's, uh, it looks like we have one for 35 here that's currently set up. Um, is it just currently in 35 or do we have 120? Or? Uh, we've got 120 coming. Uh, we've got beta units that we've been working on. Um, not really ready yet to announce a timeline for it, but uh, we look to get those in our, our testing labs very, very quickly. Awesome. And what does this guy uh, retail for? Uh, $329 for the film carrier, $479 if you want a pro mount. Uh, the pro mount actually includes an anti-static brush and leveling feet, plus it has a removable insert for larger formats, 4x5 being the most exciting one for us, and 120 uh, Definitely. Well, that's awesome. All right, so I'm going to – well, this isn't going to do much for the folks at home. They're listening, uh, 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 just listening, but I'm, uh, I'm going to try to – give a play-by-play what's going on so we just have a little canon slr here a little rebel with a macro lens he's got it in live view here and this looks super duper easy he's just punching in checking focus uh, on there just a simple led light setup that's kind of backlighting it and as far as spacing and moving it through it looks uh looks pretty straightforward and easy I'll also show you the negative conversion uh, aspect of it, just so you can kind of see what a, a finished image looks like. I'm going to put Absolutely. It on my computer. Uh, so this is uh, 
Oh, I think this might even be Color Plus. This is something I shot in uh, Peru a couple couple weeks ago. Uh, developed it at home with my own kit. Uh, super easy to do. But I actually grabbed an image. So you capture the frame. You do the white balance on the frame edge. Uh, again, this is an image that's been uh, captured with the DSLR. This is called camera scanning. So you've imported it into Lightroom. You fuse a plug-in to convert the negative, uh, and you end up with a, a wonderfully beautiful image with beautiful colors. Wow, that was like, that was maybe five seconds, and there, boom, there it is. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so again, digitizing negatives with a camera is something that's new to a lot of folks, but I can do a whole roll in five minutes. Uh, I used to have a flatbed scanner. Uh, and that's just such a tedious process. You're monitoring it the whole time. If you have a, if you you're only like in an apartment or a small house, you got to worry that the space. space and the scanner might shake. There's all these these things. This was it was instant. Yeah. So December of last year, I bought a flatbed scanner. I returned it in January because it took up too much time. By February, I had beta units and testing. In July, we launched on Kickstarter. Uh, September, we shipped all those orders. Uh, Three hundred fifty percent funded. And we're selling them currently. Like, they're on our site, ready to go. Uh, the company's called Negative Supply, uh, www.negative.supply. Awesome. Well, Saxon, this was uh, so great chatting with you. This is an awesome, I mean, this is definitely a solid product. It, it, this, this, is, this is not a 3D printed thing. This is a real unit. Yeah, so we originally started out thinking we were going to go 3D printing. Um, I started thinking about all these beautiful cameras I've used over the years that were all metal, uh, the feeling I get when I use them, and I said, I I've got to do something similar for this as well. So that's where we came. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of what's built into the price is the quality of construction, the accuracy, the level of control you have, so you're actually truly making a production workflow, not this, hey, I'm kind of scanning my film. Yeah, it's all about workflow. Like, we built this for film labs to use in a professional environment, but we priced it so people could still afford to use it at home. Uh, and it, hopefully it matches the quality, like fit and finish of the cameras you love and cherish on a daily basis. Definitely, especially with how, you know, if you're a photographer, it's it's not just you're a film photographer, it's not just you're a digital photographer. A lot of folks have a hybrid workflow. This matches perfectly with the gear. So you're not making a choice of what you're using. You're using everything you already have. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once we expand to additional formats, we'll see this uh, take off. Uh, huge shout out to, to Mark Sperry at Northeast Photographic. He is using this in his full-time E6 workflow. So every bit of E6 film goes through one of our units. He does amazing 36 megapixel scans, uh, and you can get RAWs from him. Oh, that's like, awesome. Editing RAWs, especially Ektachrome, is absolutely gorgeous. Well, this is cool. This is getting me excited about, usually I dread 35 because of the scanning workflow. I might even just start picking this back up. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, I have shot so much more film now that I can develop and scan at home. Awesome. Uh, Saxon, again, this was uh, awesome uh, checking out the product, talking to you, and getting the demo and everything. Uh, we'll, link, uh, we'll link to Negative Supply in the show notes so people can check everything out. And uh, you're currently here at the Roberts booth, so anybody that's on the retail side, they can pick this up through Roberts Distributor. Uh, we like Roberts. Uh, we'll see. Awesome. Cool. Have a great rest of the show. Thanks. Absolutely. The thing that Matt stressed was that of how well built. Oh my gosh, it felt so nice. You it could use it as a, a, like a defense, weapon, yeah. like if you're in your apartment, <laughs> and like you hear someone like trying to get in your door. Yeah, like bash them with it. Yes. Oh man, that thing was like it's like the first time you pick up a Leica, and you're like, oh, oh. this is why people love these mm, things so that, much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we're gonna have a um, <laughs> two interviews up, and really? both of these interviews are with distributors. And the, uh, the 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 excitement, the you know what they're both talking about is how exciting it is of all things, 
analog. Mm. And first up, uh, we're talking to Josh Steele from Roberts Distributors. They distribute Ilford products. And we're going to follow that right up with uh, Patrick Delabovi from Freestyle Photographic. Freestyle. Yes. Of course, you know, Roberts is a family business. Mm-hmm. Been around for many, many, many years. And um, Freestyle actually goes back a little further. To I the believe. 40s. 40s. I think 47, wow, 48. That's awesome. crazy. And they're uh, right in Hollywood. The Hollywood? Hollywood. Hollywood. They're right in Hollywood. Oh, and I know a lot of the West Coast shooters are trekking over to Freestyle. Absolutely. They're, kind of, they're an institution. They, they, are. they are. So let's, uh, let's roll these in. Mike Rosso here. I'm here with Josh Steele from Roberts Distributors. And Roberts in the U.S. is the American distributor of Ilford Film. Correct. Hi, Josh. How's it going? It's going great. How are things going this on third day at the PDN Photo Expo? What's happening with analog, anything analog? So what we've seen has been, this has been a great show, maybe a little smaller than it's been in past years. But what we're seeing in our booth, in Ilford's booth, in, in a freestyle or a bezler is that people are excited as we already know about analog we had an awesome analog community get together that we packed out a bar that wasn't quite ready for for that many cameras and that much beer but we were having fun and and i think we're seeing just a little bit of of letting this community know that there's going to be a presence and people that care about film has caused uh has caused people to come out we're doing a, a lab box demo right now and we're doing a 35-millimeter roll in one tank and a 120 roll in another tank, and people are just standing and loving to see that there's somebody here selling film, selling darkroom, selling paper, and, and making this whole process happen and accessible through photo retailers around the country. So That's, that's terrific. And you guys seem very open to bringing new products in. Uh, like, for example... So these guys, uh, Negative Supply is uh, a solution for doing scans with digital camera and making the process... Something that's really scalable and expedited, you can you can do a 35-millimeter roll with those guys in five or six minutes as opposed to flatbed options or taping off your light board. It's just a really cool uh, product. I mean, those guys, we're not officially their distributor, but we wanted to give them a space to show that, that scanning solutions, we all know that's a problem in the workflow right now, and, and we want to get that fixed. So we think this these guys are going to figure it out. And uh, they're, they're already selling. They filled the Kickstarter. They're now selling off their own site. And, and we're excited to see all those kinds of innovations make this workflow less intimidating, especially for younger new shooters. And what's the reaction been to uh, some of the new Ilford films? The, everyone's, I mean, the ortho film is, you know, everyone's excited, A, to see any legacy company in this industry taking the time to do the R&D to come out with not just new film, but, you know, a new generation of RC paper. It shows Ilford is, you know, they're here, they're not going anywhere, they're committed to the community. And so it's been super exciting to see them take the time to get this community a new ortho, you know, slow film that'll be really fun to shoot. We should have it, you know, in the States, it'll be under a month. And, and you know, every retailer is is ready to pick it up, got their orders in. It's, it's going to be just another film in the lineup that, that every retailer will have. Cool. Did I miss anything? No, I think you covered it pretty well. This, it's uh, it's an awesome time to be you know getting into film. Can you just imagine like all all these offerings now? Everybody's excited about it. It's it's great. Uh, the FPP hasn't been to PDN Photo Expo since 2012 because I felt that it was. I'm like, oh, it's like just not much going on. There seems to be a, a renewed excitement about film. Yeah, for sure. And I would say you know we don't know 
exactly what the future of this show is, but we can say that, that the response that the analog community has seen is such that next year, if you didn't make it to the show this year, there will be a bigger and better analog presence at Photo Plus. So, so you know, mark it on your calendars. It's always been the end of October. You know, the, the, the community get-together that we had, the presence that's at the show between Ilford and Austin and, and other vendors, it's going to be bigger and better next year for, for anyone that wants to take the time to get to a trade show that would actually have something relevant to the, the film shooting and analog community. Very cool. Next, uh, next year, folks listening, uh, we'll give you a little more of a heads up than, right. one, than one week. That's right. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be more heads up. Everybody will be pushing this more now that we know. Uh, you know, we didn't even lock down a specific venue for the get-together, and, and in hindsight, um, we'll do it bigger and better next year, and FPP will for sure be a part of it. Cool. Thanks, Josh. Of course. We're here, uh, we're here at the Freestyle booth. Uh, long, long coming reunion. We've got Patrick from Freestyle here. It's always good seeing you, Patrick. Hey, Matt. It's always good to uh, be seen and to finally be back at Photo Plus. Absolutely. And uh, you guys, there is so much. Just There's film everywhere. This is great. Uh, what's, uh, what's big this year? I tell you, you know, uh, the reception that we've seen and the excitement that we've seen just around film and analog in general, it's blown my mind. It really has. I did not expect this. I've talked to a few of the other analog folk around here at the show, and, and, and it's like the same thing. Everyone's saying, wow, analog, it's, it's back, it's, it's here, it's, people are excited about it. We haven't done the show in five years, and it's because, you know, we kind of, we weren't feeling the love and weren't feeling the vibe, but now it's, uh, this is amazing. What's new? There are so many films that have sort of come on since the last time we did this show, such yeah. as, you know, Obviously, you know, Cinestill, they're five years new or six years yeah, new. They're old now, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. yeah, they're like the old guys of the, of the bunch now. Yeah. But, you know, wonderful selling film. I mean, can't get enough of it. Uh, every time we get something in stock from the Brothers Right, it's gone. And, yeah. you know, I mean, people, it, it, they've done such a great job creating the demand for it. Then there's, you know, your funky films like Revlog and Psychedelic Blues. Uh, you know, those are selling really good. I, I mean, everything seems to be good, but... Look at the selection. No one can see it, obviously, on here. But. I know, but it's it's crazy. We have we have brands that you know before it would be unheard of to have them all in one place, and you guys have kind of started. You're, you're, it's it's kind of uh, this eclectic uh, uh, selection that yeah. you can't really get anywhere else. You guys are have to be the number one for selection. Well, that's kind of what our goal is. Yeah. So you know, we we like to say we're the number one for selection. I don't know if we can actually prove that or not, but. Uh, I think once we bring in the Dracula film, we'll be number one for selection. Oh, yeah. How's, what, what, about, what about that Dracula film, Mike? Uh, we came up with the idea way too late in the summer, but we, we were like, yes, let's do it. Uh, it's an Eastern European uh, emulsion, okay. not available in the U.S. I, as uh, uh, listeners know, I love my horror films, my classic 1930s, my uh, 1950s Hammer Horror, and we, all the artwork was done in-house. It's a special item. It's only available till December uh, 31st. And Freestyle is carrying it, which is awesome. And next year, we're going to unleash another monster. But this time, a little more head, head time. You know, a little more lead time. Well, that's awesome. This is... This is just so heartening to see. I mean, like, it's not it's not the same, like, big show that I kind of remember back. You know, I'm actually kind of glad to hear that you haven't been back in five years because I haven't been back in five years, so it's yeah. like it's like a, a big meetup. But it's, 
it's definitely alive. There's a lot of people buzzing. They're asking questions. They're not just saying, oh, look at that, and walking on. They're, they're interacting. They're saying, yeah, let me try this lab box out. Let me try this instant printer out. It's, it's pretty neat to see. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's so funny that, you know, you mentioned the lab box. That thing, uh, to me, that sort of revolutionizes film, developing film shooters for the 21st century. I mean, think about it. You can have a box that you can develop your own film, 35 millimeter, 120 in daylight. I mean, to me, that that really, when I saw that, when, when, when that was, you know, Kickstarter many, many years ago, I was like, please make this reality. You know, we were hoping for Arzamago and Alessandro to, to, to really do it and do it right where it worked. And he did it. He pulled it off. It's amazing. And I got to tell you something. It's going to be one big seller going into 2020. We're not going to have enough to satisfy demand for this holiday season. 2020, I hope Alessandro really steps up production, which I'm sure he will. That's great, obviously. Here's an interesting perspective that uh, I've heard from some other folks, but think about how this social media and digital has sort of saved analog, or it's sort of, you know, brought... It really has. It's, it's brought it's brought so many different folks together and just kind of said, all right, here's where you go to learn about this. Here's where you go to pick some of this stuff up. And it's the internet itself is the one-stop shop, but you, yeah. you can find what you need get the information, learn something, find the podcast to learn about it, and then you go to the source. It's great. Yep, absolutely. And I'm so glad you guys are still doing the podcast. Oh, my gosh. We just I turned think, what, a... 10 years? 10 years. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's Thank you awesome. so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It, folks at home, sometimes I can't believe it. <laughs> 10 years. What? Yeah, we're, we're so old now, Mike. Except for you. We're no, just, I'm not. Joking I'm feeling that. it. It looks younger than yeah. how I, I'm more decrepit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this yeah, you, guys have, you guys haven't aged. Yeah. Shout out to the folks in podcast land. Hi. <laughs> it's perfect. perfect Photo Plus that. Expo. Yay. That's it. That's Film it. forever. Print your images. Whatever wow. Patrick Delabovi says, listen to him. <laughs> no, appreciate you guys being here. And it's, good to, it's good to see both of you. Yeah, it's good to see both of you. Yeah. Let's try to make this more than every five years. I think, you know what? I think we're going to. Well, you know what? I think that 2020, we're going to start uh, doing a lot more with the analog community. I think it's time. Um, we got to organize more events. Uh, next year at Photo Plus, we've already thrown around the concept of having an analog alley here where we get all the analog folks in one row. And, and you know, I mean, hell, Bessler's here doing, you know, developing in a new dark room. And they got new products. How cool is that? And they've got new products. And, and Ilford's got new products. I mean, come on film is alive and well and things are going great and we're loving it. I love the idea of that and I think the that, that's kind of what we've seen over the past few years is these uh, they're, they're small personable meetup style things where people already might have the know-how on a few specialty topics but you come together, uh, you share ideas you share secrets yes. and then you go out and have, have more fun and you guys are kind of here along for the ride you're, you're the supplier, that's the biggest thing. You know, I can't believe we've been around since 1946 and we're still doing this, so it's great. You know, me not personally. I know I look it, but no, not personally. No, no, geez. <laughs> well, here, here's, to, here's to at least seeing, uh, you know, all, all of us see each other in 2020, so thanks again. Absolutely. You guys, thank you. And, you know, please follow us out there at Freestyle Photo on uh, Facebook or Freestyle Photo 1 on Instagram. And check out our website, freestylephoto.biz. So, appreciate you guys. Hey, we're back. Yes. Uh, the beautiful thing about freestyle, freestyle. is, uh, you know, they're really team players. Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, they went out of their way to pick up the FPP films mm. from Roberts. That's wow. like like so cool. Like, it, what a pal! What a pal! What a pal! It it really is just you know 
cool to see, you know, a bunch of different companies that are, you know, somewhat competitors. Yeah. But, you know, like Patrick said, oh, hey, we're going to do, maybe next year we'll do Analog Alley, where all the analog guys, maybe they can get PDN to do it in one area. You should go there. Bring all your film stocks. Maybe. And then if they do Film Alley, Analog Alley, they they could, in the middle of the day, like, what do you call it, have a block party. (laughs) <laughs> right just coordinate off yeah coordinate off get a couple of beer balls a couple of beers <laughs> some brats do it up so I'm very appreciative to both Roberts and Freestyle just the support mm. yeah that's great you know it's really uh, heart all in it together kind of thing right? absolutely it really is very cool Matt who did you mention was that Ilford that we didn't get to interview large format camera who oh that was uh, that was uh, Max from uh, he, he's one of the intrepid guys now, for whatever reason, we did not see the Intrepid guys, right? No, no. We missed them. We, we, yeah, we missed them, yeah. But um, I think he was always just, like, demoing, and, like, they had him over there talking the cameras up. So that, that was kind of, like, one corner of the booth, and then the other corner was kind of running into Robert. So we were just kind of, like, flowing the other right. way. But, uh, yeah, I talked to Max. He was – I had – talked with him on and off uh, social media before uh, with uh, I did a blog post for a guest spot on Intrepid's website a few months ago and they had like a little interview thing and it was interesting because they were like hey uh, this stuff's great uh, how much of it shot with Intrepid and I was like uh oh <laughs> well it's still large format no so it was uh, it was pretty cool you know they're they're super thankful to us because we wrote that uh, we wrote that kind of that hype review you oh, know yeah. while it was still on the Kickstarter and that was I, I bet you could look at it but that's uh, that got quite a bit of traffic in, in Intrepid's early days and kind of helped them keep going toward their newer versions of cameras. So it's, it's just a good, you know, good way to get started in that. Yeah. Next up is uh, Matt interviewed John Sanderson. He's with um, Arca Swiss Camera. Am I correct in saying this? Yeah. So he was, uh, he's just a good photography, uh, just a good photographer. And uh, we've been social media friends for like you know, about as long as I've been listening to FPP. And you never met him before. I'd never met him in the wow. flesh before. And then he just posted, I think he posted on Twitter or Facebook, and he's like, hey, I'm going to be working the Arca Swiss booth. And so he's not like, he's not like on Arca Swiss payroll, but he uses their cameras religiously. He uh, has for a while. He was endorsing and, them, I guess. Yeah, yeah, kind of endorsing. He brought his camera and was like showing how everything works. Uh, but the other cool thing was he had uh, his his newest body of work on display as well. So he mm. had this project. Is all right if I kind of like segue this? Yeah. Here's our book of the month. Book oh, of the month. are you going to talk about Carbon County? Yeah. John was gracious enough to give me like one of the so this was like the the proof copies that oh. that he sells uh he'll like give to people that he shot wow, in the project and for schools. So this is available uh on the website too or from Zatara Press. It's available for 20 bucks, but he also has like a really really nice portfolio box version and that's what he had on the Folio box. Oh. And we kind of went through that and talked about it uh, in the interview. But this is kind of just so so you guys can see the project. Is this even bound yet? It's just kind of a like a little inkjet proof, so oh, it is. It's cool. it's just folded up. But uh, just check out the work, guys. It's uh, it's check awesome. It so this was uh, John uh, worked uh, worked as a ranch photographer um, in uh, in Wyoming, and John is. Uh, traditionally a, a large format, you know, landscape, scenics type shooter. So a lot of these are 8x10, 4x5, oh. a little bit of digital. But his uh, his work just has so much Americana in it. No uh, a, lot of his, a lot of his projects before uh, were like railroads and other scenics. So he's he's from New York, but he's always shooting in the Midwest. It's really... 
really, really great stuff. Because the wide open spaces. Yeah. And this is like, if you're into Cowboys or yeah. Americana, this is huge. So while John's perusing, why don't we roll the interview? Perfect. Great. So I'm here in the Arca Swiss booth uh, at the Photo Plus Expo uh, with a really cool special guest. I have followed, I've probably st- uh, silently stalked on social media this guy for the better part of a decade. Uh, so I'm here with Mr. John Sanderson. He's here on behalf of Arca Swiss. Um, awesome large format photographer, just a good art photographer all around. If you're not aware of the work, uh, I'm going to have him talk about it here. So John, thanks for uh, giving us this audio spot. Oh, hey Matt, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're here at the Photo Plus Expo. I'm uh, showing off the Arca Swiss 8x10 F-metric camera. Uh, I've used the Arca Swiss systems for about eight years now after going through many different camera systems, including the Horseman Elk uh, View camera and the, oh, the Beast. <laughs> and the Ebony Field cameras. And I settled on the Arca just because of its precision and rigidity and having the confidence to know when I take a photo that it's going to be, everything's going to be solid. Yeah, you don't, when you're spending so much time and effort on making the photograph, you don't want one little technical thing to gum up the whole photograph. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty confident when I, my film's going to be tack sharp as long as my you know, process is on point. I'm also here showing off my Carbon County project, which is published by Zatara Press. Uh, and this year, over the summer, we published it. And, uh, yeah, Matt just had a chance to look through it. I'm really happy that he got to see it. I've, I, this was one of the reasons I wanted to come to Photo Plus. And when I saw you post on Facebook that you're in the Arca Swiss booth, I was like, I've got to come see you. This yeah. is awesome. Uh, so Carbon County is a pretty massive body of work that you've been undertaking for quite a few years, if I remember. Yeah, it started in 2015. I got an artist residency at Brush Creek Ranch, Wyoming. And I took one photograph of uh, Kimitha and her do- uh, Great Dane uh, named Wyatt. And it was actually photographed on a Mamiya C330 in square format. And in 2015, that image kind of stuck with me because it really captured the American West, I thought, in a portrait. And I always wanted to go back. And then luckily in 2017, I was able to work at the ranch as the ranch photographer. So I lived there for about seven months. And at the same time, concurrent with that, I was able to photograph the, uh, the project, which became Carbon County, which we published this year. And this is for folks at home. Um, you can uh, where, where can where can they check out this work? I want them to look at it while I'm talking to them about it. Uh, you can check it out on uh, the uh, publisher's website, which is www.zataraPress.com. That's awesome. the The book itself uh, it comes in a few different formats, but the one I'm looking at right now is just this beautifully ornate this is its own standalone piece of art let alone all of the individual pieces of art contained within it so uh, can you can you just uh, talk us through the you know the composition of the book not just the the content the uh, carbon county the main uh, item is the folio box which consists of 24 signed and numbered prints which live inside a handmade uh, and crafted uh, clamshell folio box which is finished in uh, Japanese ashai book cloth and there's a screen printed title and a leather cut bison which is on the cover and each of the bisons are all custom made and uh, hand painted so each one of these bisons is unique which is interesting the project and one of the reasons why we chose the bison as the cover is because it is a symbol of Wyoming it also harkens back to Wyoming's uh, natural history and natural beauty whereas a lot of the photographs in the project kind of relate to the human impact on that on that particular place in Wyoming then inside the box you have the 24 signed and numbered prints uh, with text, the title page, and all the text is letterpressed by uh, Dave Wolfred in, at Horse Buggy Press in North Carolina. Wow. And the box is made by Christine Rooker. Yeah. 
going through each page, um, there's just these lovely square boards that as, as we flip through, we have, uh, we have a nice little, uh, little entry into the project. And each one of these prints is, is, individually, is individually printed, cut, and, and laid in. It's, uh, it's amazing. You, you really have to, you're, you're experiencing every single individual piece and then going through the body as a whole. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Each each of these uh, prints was uh, hand printed. Uh, each one was cut down to eight by ten, and and each one is signed and numbered. So we had a sign, and I had a sign and number each print, and it's over about over fourteen hundred prints for the entire edition, which consists of fifty folio boxes. And inside it, like I said, each folio box has twenty four signed and numbered prints. This is just amazing. Oh. They are they're tipped into. Each each of these color plan uh, gray boards, which is letter pressed, and and the, and, the, and the idea that behind the project working with Sitara Press was to make a folio that kind of harkens back to Ansel Adams and the traditional you know folio box folios of those earlier American modern uh, photographers. This, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely not a photo book. It is a portfolio. They are yeah. they are all individual pieces of art, uh, and what I find just amazing about it is. Not just the effort to create the photos, but to show them in a way that they have to be respected. The the story has to be taken all in together, and you just have you leave the the last photograph in this folio with the entire experience. You really feel like not only are you there, but you're getting you're getting this you know, this rush of Americana throughout yeah. the entire project. Yeah, yeah, it's very very true. I mean, the American landscapes always really compelled me. I'm originally from Midtown Manhattan in New York City, but I've always loved to get out of the city and experience the the world and the, the American social fabric kind of through the peripheral areas around cities and, and, and here specifically in Wyoming um, yeah yeah I have to admit the first time I found out you were from New York I was kind of like I, I thought he's got to be a Midwest guy I because get that a lot, yeah. all of the all of the content just heart like just feels like the way I see everything I drive by every day and but haven't appreciated and you have framed it just beautifully every time oh thank you man i really appreciate it yeah this uh this has been uh oh. the folio and then there's also the booklet oh, yes, uh, carbon county which uh we conceived is a more affordable version of the folio box it contains all the same photographs but in a book form so you can kind of get the idea of the flow and the narrative of the project as a as a booklet so this is my idea of uh, when I go back to Wyoming and do exhibits, I want to try to have these available for people to give back to the people in Wyoming. Oh, that's awesome. For giving yeah. me so much. Definitely. This is uh, just a beautiful you know, body of work. Um, and you'd, uh, you'd mentioned right when I, I asked about the, the box, you're like, hey, there's still some available. So how many uh, are still available for folks? Uh, folio boxes, we have uh, about 20 left. So we've sold about 30 so far uh, in pre-sale. Uh, which included our Kickstarter, which we helped use to help fund the uh, production of the project. Uh, so there's about 20 folio boxes left out of 50, and then the, the booklets are an open edition, so they're available freely. Yeah. Very cool. And for folks at home that, uh, that they want to see maybe a, a little larger swath of your work, not just Carbon County, where can folks go to look and see some more of your awesome work? Uh, you can look me up. Uh, my website is john-sanderson.com. Yeah. Excellent. Well, John, thank you again so much. Uh, it's really good to finally meet you instead of just like talking back and forth on social media yeah. and really just kind of experience all of this cool stuff. Yeah, thank you, Matt, so much. I really appreciate everything you've done for photography as well. Great thank to you. meet you. Hey, we're back. I did want to mention John 
mentioned uh, Carbon County Folio Box. Yes. Uh, that's at Zatara Press, Z-A-T-A-R-A-P-R-E-S-S.com. If you're looking to give a piece of art as a Christmas gift... Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. The, it's the, on my list. The Carbon... The Carbon County Folio Box is it's it's a huge gift box. It's a pre- it's a whole presentation. Right. It's an experience. So it's a handmade, uh, custom letter pressed, hand bound right. uh, thing. And each print is like tipped in, so it's got the corners and everything. So all of these are displayed. You know, there's there's twenty prints in there, and those could each be their own gallery display yep. print. But all together, it's this amazing body of work. And yep. he worked really hard on it, and it just shows. He shot these all on the same camera? Uh, there's there's a mix in there, but a lot of it's large format. He's uh, he's like a chrome and negative type guy. So yeah, this is like that's like 8x10 ectochrome right there, John. So wow. it's, got that, it's got that Beautiful, feel. Beautiful, man. He's, uh, that's an awesome shot. He's a talented guy. And uh, the access he gained doing, the, doing that residency there, uh, it's just amazing. <laughs> Next up... Right after following the following the PDN Photo Expo, we sashayed down to the uh, Treadway West Bar and Grill, right oh, on Forty Second yes. Street, mm-hmm. and Beers and Camera New York had a meetup. Now, Beers and Camera is a group that is expanding. They started in uh, California, and they basically are they opening chapters. Chapters, yes. So the New York chapter is run by Emily Barron. Uh, Dave Carringe and Brent Eisler. They've only had a few meetups. And I have to tell you. <laughs> so tell me. I am so impressed with them. They really had it. They, they had like they, they, had they were so together. Like, you know, I'm they're so they were so like organized and like responsible. Yeah, so they had like little name tags and the check in wow. and uh, you know, folks that did the name tag, they had their Instagram handle on there so everybody could like you know, every time there was a there was a new camera and a new beer out, like there was there was a shot, and everyone's like getting yeah. on social and you know following each other. So it was it was really cool. It was very inclusive, so everybody was really friendly and welcoming. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a surprising so beer and cameras. What I found was really interesting, even with uh, when we went to see Juan and, and the guys out um, uh, out when we went to San Clemente, was it's not a film only or dig only thing, but one film camera comes out and then it's like. Film meetup. I'm impressed how they've gotten it to be skewed to film cameras, though. Yeah, it's one camera comes out, and then that's all they talk about. And then mm. there's like the, some of the newbies will start asking questions, and and then you know Mike's there, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you kids, ever heard of FPP?" Yeah, <laughs> time to wake this show up. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that oh, in one okay, second. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, children. The great digital disconnect, as I call it. We oh, talked about mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Emily Barron chit chatting with me at Beer and Camera NYC. <laughs> Hey, Mike Rosso here. I'm with Emily Barron, NYC Beer and Cameras. Is that correct? Yeah, that works. Beer and Cameras, NYC, NYC Beer and Camera. For folks at home who don't know Beer and Cameras, can you give like a brief overview of how it works and like where's the base and how it grows from there? Yeah, so the name is pretty straightforward. It's Beers and Cameras. A lot of us meet up. We drink good beer. We talk about our cameras, kind of geek out over them, both film and digital. And the base is in San Diego, um, and this is kind of the East Coast venture where we're moving out to the East Coast, and myself, uh, David Scarringe, and another guy, Brent S. Elsler, uh, we're bringing up the uh, New York City chapter. And how often do you guys meet? 
Uh, so this is our first event. We want to meet maybe every month, uh, maybe every couple weeks, depending. We're still trying to figure out the schedule. Since it's New York, we want to meet in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Harlem, so people don't have to travel as far. So we're still figuring out the schedule. Do beer and camera groups from all over the country, do they ever get together for a convention? Not yet, though that's a great idea. Back in May, some of the guys out from California came to New York, and we all met up there, and that's kind of how the New York City chapter got kicked off. And are you a film shooter or a digital shooter? I'm a film shooter, uh, mostly medium format. I love my Hasselblad and my GF670. Uh, I also shoot, yeah, <laughs> I also shoot some uh, uh, large format as well, and then some street photography at 35. It's nice to just carry around my bag and shoot photos around. Very cool. Are you home processing? For the most part, uh, mostly black and white. Uh, <laughs> I need to start developing my color film because it's getting really expensive to send it out. But yeah. And we're here following the the PDN Photo Expo in Manhattan. Uh, how quickly did this group come together? Like, when did this event come together? So we started getting the actual Beers and Cameras NYC group together maybe two months ago. We had kind of a soft launch meetup maybe a month ago just to kind of get a gauge of interest. And then we saw that the Photo Expo was happening this week. So we said this would be a great time to start our first official meetup. Very cool. And what's the plans for the near future? <laughs> Uh, yeah, grow the group, both film and digital. I think a lot of people think we're just film, but no, everyone's welcome. Even some movie cameras are welcome. Um, just anyone who has an interest in photography. So grow the group, get a regular schedule of meetings going all around the city. Well, that's cool because I brought my movie camera. And I'm going to take some Super 8 footage of the gang. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Well, thanks. Cool. Thank you. So, Matt, the amazing thing was – we're back. Hey, yes. we're back. Hey. The amazing thing is that I was amazed. Now, I, of course, expect – not everyone knows what Film Photography Project is. Right. And the fact that we have an online store with the absolute best prices. Absolute. Absolute. As a and, matter of fact, and Matt – And selections of handcrafted films. We had great prices before we had great prices. When I say that, I mean <laughs> – like every year, uh, film uh, companies raise their price five yeah, percent. Goes no. up a little bit. Yeah, I haven't ra- I haven't raised prices Not forever. Yet. So I went to I just took one product. Oh, D seventy six. We're out of stock. Kodak D seventy six black and white developer. I went to our site and then I price check against every other site. Yeah. I, I gasped at the price difference. I gasped. <laughs> wow, you're undercutting yourself, Mike. Yes. We were selling at five bucks. Uh-huh. Wow! Everyone else is eight bucks. Five fifty. No, the, no. Everyone else is nine ninety nine. Matt. Yeah, if not more. Wow. Yeah, because the, the new stuff comes in those goofy bags, you know, yeah. really tall ones. <laughs> well, don't even get oh, started on that. Right. <laughs> goofy bags, ten packs per box. The box is it's, this big, it's huge. huge. Digital disconnect. When I say that, I mean this: the awesome folks at Beers and Cameras New York, the meetup. Didn't know, I mean, some did, but some didn't, yeah. didn't know the PDN was one block away. They didn't know the expo That's was in town. Weird. And, of course, they didn't know who we were. Not that I expect them to know who we were. So even though, you know, everything is social media, social media, social media, yeah. Matt was talking about, what did you call it? It's like becoming insular? Insular community. Yeah, it's, it's just really interesting that 
people can, they've never had more access to information than ever. But if it doesn't show up on their already pre-curated kind of like echo chamber feed, mm-hmm. they don't know about it. And so, I mean, there were some podcast listeners, but then like at this meetup, we had everything from like YouTubers with like mm-hmm. 50, 100,000 subscribers to somebody that's just like, hey, I saw that there's beers and cameras. What's this about? <laughs> yeah. So it was just a really wide range. And I think there's there's just opportunity there where, you know, getting people together and beers and cameras has really, really kind of uh, focused in on that. And they're they're at least getting people mm-hmm. to, to show up where if you do this as part of a club or meetup.com or even like, you know, the Eventbrite, stuff like that, you always drop off on people. And beers and cameras always seems to get them in, really pack everybody in there. So the, well, their their unique reach is is awesome. It doesn't seem to be a lot of talk about beers, though. No. It's I kind mean, of assumed. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, oh, you got to try this IPA. Right. Yeah, no. You're the- going to this specific bar because they have this specific beer on tap. Right. Is that part of the... Uh, no. No? No. Oh, you think Who, who's the founder of Beers of Camera, Matt? Uh, Juan. Oh, Juan. Mar- is it Mar- Martinez? I believe so. Yeah. Of course, all this time we're talking about beer and cameras. The founder, Juan, who I met, I met his whole family yeah. in, in at the uh, Padilla. the Padilla, the, the the dark rooms annual event. I can only keep so much information in my head. At, I know. Like you're doing a great job, though. Yes. But Juan, you did a great, great. I like even when I went to Padilla, beer and camera has been around. It's like you know the. The digital disconnect. What are you going to do? I'm trying to get up to speed, John. I know, I know. It's a lot to consider. I'm going to call Juan. I mean, let me ask you this, John. X me, go ahead. Why can't we, me and you, start Beer and Camera New Jersey? I don't know. Why not? Hey, forget about it. Why not? Well, me and Montclair. Let's not forget about it. Let's do it. Oh, there he is. You hungry, T? You want to send the kid for Baja Fresh? We'll go up the street. What's uh, Timmy, Timmy and Vic Simmons Bar? What's that called? The Tyrannies. Yeah, Tyrannies Tavern. Yeah. Matt, be the place, best place to have beer and cameras. Yeah. What, in Ohio? Oh! No, oh. in New Jersey. Oh, in Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Beer and camera in New Jersey. Yeah. Except we have more of like, you know, a thing, you know. Like, if you go to X amount of meetings, you become a maid guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, we have that's, a ceremony. That's part of the, ceremony. That's part of the uh, territory. You got to prick your right? finger. You have a little, like, oh. yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Beers and camera sashes instead. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't prick your finger. We slice it with some film. Oh, yeah, film next year it'll be like. It. Give him a paper No, the lab there. box. He's just oh, <laughs> <laughs> the next, year, <laughs> next year it'll be Mayor Joey Fafandot. It'll be, yeah. it'll be, hey, welcome to the Columbus Day, Columbus parade. Day parade. New to New our, to the our float, float is Beer and Cameras, New Jersey. Headed up by John. John Fideli. Are there enough? Yeah. Are there enough taverns, or would it have to be oh like a diner? Yeah, they're opening up. They're exploding. Oh, okay. Irish taverns are opening up. There's one in Wayne. There's down Pompton Lakes. Yeah, it's, oh. it's becoming a. It's a phenomenon. A hip, a hip Every other place in Columbus is a brewery. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Oh. like it's it's insane. Yeah, there's only one brewery right now in Montclair. S- breweries are so. so hot. And who knows, John? Yeah. Maybe it will be hands across America. Maybe <laughs> maybe we be. will have beer and camera meetup. One, we're talking hypothetical yeah. here. I don't want them to be upset listening. We're cut off. Wait a minute, hijacking yeah. my whole yeah. idea. I'm not giving a chapter to those guys for the mafia. Yeah. No. I, his wife oh would be God. like, I don't think you should get involved with those men. <laughs> <laughs> They're in New Jersey, you know. They're connected. Those guys from okay. New Jersey are bad news. You see what happened at Holston to Tony Soprano at the end. <laughs> Right, right down the street. Yep. 
if we wind up back at the brewery in Butler, New Jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. That'll be full circle. It's yeah, full circle really, for you, Mike. For diehard FPP listeners, the yeah. brewery, the dumpster. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of history there. My goodness. Yeah, I can just I can hear the drums rolling over my head right now. As a matter of fact, way back in the, the mm. day, 2012, when uh, Dan Domi was yes. down, yeah. we, we were shooting Super 8. It was a snowstorm weekend. Yes, I remember that. And it's a shot of you and Dan walking, and then he passes the brewery, and he kicks the dumpster. Yep. Who does? Dan. 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 Nice. Like, it was such a thing. Yeah. Like, oh, the dumpster wars. <laughs> Anyhow. Great. Well, that's it, right? Oh, no. Are you talking no. to more people? No. Well, let me see. This is going to be an epic three-hour show. we got to wrap this up quick, but there's more. So Matt's super buddy, Stephen Takas. Oh, yeah, Who Steve. Matt knows forever, and he's from Columbus, Ohio. I know. I've been communicating with, with years as well. Yeah. Because we, we've been talking about the Big Brownie forever. Mm-hmm, Brownie's yeah, in motion. did an interview uh, a few years back for FPP. Yeah. So Brownie in motion. Stephen tours with a... Big brownie. Is there ice cream on that brownie? That brownie is so big. It's a camera. So big oh. you could walk into it. So it's a camera it's, obscura, right? It's a camera obscura that, I mean, yeah, he shoots it on the paper, but it's not enough uh, space that he can really just have kind of the darkroom and processing in the back. Oh, jeez. So first thing Mike crazy. says is like, you take a nap in there? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> He's like, I have. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. So it was, uh, well, I, it was. It reminded me of like... Um, uh, Seinfeld, uh, George, George. It reminded me of George Costanza when he was working for the Yankees. Was sleeping under the desk. desk. Sleeping yeah. under the desk. He had his whole thing. He had a shelf. He had uh, drawers. That I is- walked into this brownie. I'm like, oh, this is like this could be your apartment. I think it might be possible to add a little shelf, like uh, for an alarm clock. <laughs> what about maybe that big? No, no, maybe like this. Thank you. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I can do that. Great. <laughs> Yeah, in in Brooklyn, yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, so, how did we so, get there, Mike? Really, I mean, <laughs> when Matt, Phil from the Darkroom, and I were talking like, oh, it's Brownie in Motion, it's presentation 7 p.m., Bushwick Community Darkroom. So if you're in Manhattan, I mean, Brooklyn is like another country. Yes. If you're in New Jersey, it's definitely another country. Yes. So, so we were at... To at, get there, We yes. were in the middle of the beers and cameras, and we're like having, we're like having a bite, and... Mike's kind of like, all right, Matt, what do you what do you think? And I was like, ah, uh, well, I have some bad news because I'd snuck out to like hit up Ilford. For we some already film. decided, by the way, we were like, eh, we're not going to this thing. Yeah, we're we're not going to do oh. it. So I Sorry, Stephen. So, so I sneak back into the PDN. <laughs> nice. And I'm chatting up. Uh, I'm over at the Sigma booth talking to uh, talking to uh, Mr. Brian Linhoff, who Linhoff, same Linhoff as the Linhoff cameras. Right? Really cool guy. Oh, awesome. Um, anyway, I'm talking to him. And all of a sudden, it's like a, this is like a Seinfeld episode. Steven comes up, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Hey, George. So now, I, now we have to go because yeah. he's like, "Hey, buddy, what are you doing?" Like, Damn it! Like you're not gonna say, "Oh, piss off." Yeah. I, I'm already here. What's another? What's another hour to? We're already in. Or... We're half there. We're already right. in Manhattan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Might as well and we had nothing else to do. Exactly. Yeah, so I sulked back over to Ilford, asked for my free film, and then I, I head back to the, <laughs> head back to uh, um, the tavern with my tail between my legs. And I get back, and Mike's like, "Hey, did you clean them out?" You know, ask me about mm-hmm. Ilford, and I'm like, "We got to go to Brooklyn, Mike." <laughs> well, t- traditionally at a big photo expo, yeah. you you go to the vendor booth, Ilford, Fuji, whoever, right. 
And you when they're packing up, full it up, they don't want to carry the stuff. Yes. They don't want to bring the stuff home. When, I, when we did shows with Midwest Photo, I would sell you anything that was not bolted to the floor. Right. So I didn't have to pack it. Bargain basement prices. Yes. So we're at Beers and Camera. Matt's like, uh, listen, it's, uh, it's quarter to four. I'm sneaking out. I'm going back. Javits is a, a block away. Yeah. He's like, I got to go to the Ilford booth. Yeah. By that time, we already decided we were just going to slum it the rest of the night. Where the hell is this guy? I'm waiting here three and a half hours for crying out loud. He comes back. He's like, he's like, oh, yes, yeah, so I told Stephen we're going. <laughs> See, but it's like, it's nothing against Stephen. No. Anybody in no, Brooklyn. it was the situation. It's, it's, yeah. it's a pain in the ass to get out there. But, you know, I have to tell you, it all worked out beautifully. It really wasn't Matt on his new Google phone. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't understand the subway. I could barely get on a bus. Come on, man. No, I'm telling you. So Matt, he's like, okay. I'm like, what are we doing? How are we getting there? I thought Uber. He's like, no. No, Uber would have been madness. Too much. Yeah, and it would have taken. No, you can't. Uber would have taken over an hour. You can't go. We went to the subway. Matt's helped me out. I'm like a like a five year old. I'm (laughs) out the machine trying to get a metro card. I'm like, oh, what do I press? What do I do here? Is this it? You read the directions, you dummy. Come on, man. You're, got just, our me- you're putting a mental block in your... In your you're life. right. We got our Metro totally card. Good. We hopped on two trains, going to Bushwick Community Dark Room, yeah. run by Lucia, mm-hmm. who you know we know indirectly forever, because I would always communicate, because someone would email me for our school donation program saying, could you tie a steak on a larger and some darkroom equipment? And I'd be like, oh, we don't take it, but you can contact... Rushwick Community right? Dark Room, yeah. and then as soon as we get there, we, we ask Lucia. So, hey, do you take donations? She's like, no, no more, <laughs> only <laughs> oh, good wow. stuff. Really? Well, I mean, why? Because they send her crap. Yeah, I mean, if you become a place that's known for, if you will take people's film, people will just assume you you will take everything. Oh, they yeah. process film. You can bring your film to that's get processed great. there. Yeah, while we were there, people it's were just in and out, in and out. Yeah, it was, it was great. They should get like a little photo map booth. So once we got off the the, the subway, it was like two three blocks. There it is. It's just right there. It wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. that's good. It was that's great. Good. good decision, Matt. I'm glad this all happened this way. Stephen, of course, you know, it's all good. Yeah, yeah he put on a good thing against him. He had a 110 camera with with him. He had a Kodak Ectolite oh, yeah. 10. He was like all camera. excited about this 110. Yeah, really. Yeah, which is I said this is like the best camera. Kodak Ectrolite 110. It's not, of course, but to me it is. Mm-hmm. And then his presentation was great. Yeah, kind of went through all of like his history of why he's he's really you know kind of a camera maker, not just not just a shooter. So he always like engineers the just ways to make these crazy cameras happen, which is is pretty neat. Like he takes the dedication quite a few steps beyond. Wow, real can do guy. Very yeah. much so. And yeah. I'm glad we went because Dave Mahali came sashaying in. Yeah, there was actually just as many folks from Ohio as everywhere else. Oh it my was, gosh, it was That's pretty funny. crazy. Yeah. yeah, some other lady had come from Ohio. She used to live oh, in Ohio, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. now she lives in Brooklyn. So like it was it was pretty neat. There was a lot of pull. And uh, on Instagram, it's Brownie in Motion mm-hmm. uh, to find. Um, Stephen, actually, I have all these cards buried here. Oh, Stephen, Stephen Taka's photography. Yep. Uh, five, 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 five. <laughs> oh, look, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Steve, S T A K A C S photography at gmail dot com. Hey, Stephen, I heard those guys talking about you. <laughs> I want to come over and see, see some things. Bring your brownie. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we got out of Brooklyn. You know, everyone was in Halloween costumes. 
It's it was par- great. It was party oh, time. Oh, really? oh it's great. Going I'm on? so sorry I didn't take some, like mass. Like, oh, here comes the Pope. Oh, really? Yeah. The guy dressed up as the Pope. Oh. Yeah, there's two popes. There's oh, two one. popes. Yeah, it wasn't the same guy because there was like four tracks. Right, we saw the one like way, way, way mm. far out, and all of a sudden we see the same costume. The guy just now he has the hat off, sashing. Wow. Mike's like, hey, what's the Pope doing over here? <laughs> kudos to the <laughs> kudos to the present mayor of New York. I think it's Bloomberg. You know no, the guy who keeps the Blasio. Oh shit! Is it really? Yes, Bloomberg is. Kudos to <laughs> Mayor De Blasio. <laughs> yes, New York was clean. The subways were clean. Subways were pretty clean. clean I didn't see. Too. I didn't see. And this is rare. I didn't see oh, one rat. Very rare. I didn't see one rat. When when I go into the city with my kids, we count the rats. Oh, you can see them on you know hovering underneath the third rail looking for oh, chips. We didn't see any. No, we didn't see any. And oh, you're very lucky. It was a good night for you. So we got back to New Jersey. Got hopped in my car, paid the fifty five dollars to Port <laughs> Authority. So not wow. much of a secret. <laughs> and then we went to the Park West Diner to get yeah. disco fries. Yeah. Yes. With cheese. Disco fries and cheese is and gravy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, like brown cheese gravy. And gravy. Mozzarella cheese oh. and brown gravy. Oh. Disco fries. You just call it stomach punch. That's what it is. And here's where John Fidelli enters the picture. Dun-dun. Sun's down. Sun Porn. comes up. It's Frickin Sunday rain. morning. It's early. We pick up Matt. I didn't know what day it was because yeah. Saturday felt like three days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick up, pick up Matt. Pick up John. We go into the city for the Ilford photo walk. Yeah. In the rain. <laughs> 10 a.m., Meet at the High Line, rain or shine, and boy, did it rain! Sure oh did. Oh my God! I mean, we, like, let's let's be honest. We knew the forecast we all was week was, hey, it's going to rain. And by the time Saturday, we're all checking the weather. I have never seen a forecast start off at ninety nine percent and yes. only an hour later, hundred percent rain. Yes. Like there was no way it was not going to rain. Yes, it was inevitable. And it was it was not bad. When we were hiking in and even got you know we were kind of like you know, just, you know walking around the high line, drizzling a little bit, a little drizzle, bad. and then sufferable. By the time we you know we kind of went in in the wrong way, uh, we we went up under the awning thirtieth, yeah. and then we kind of blocked it back to thirty fourth. By the time we met Mike Bain and the Ilford guys, it was, it was raining sideways. It was coming down, man. Yeah. And all three Ilford guys were there. Yep. Yeah, Matt was there. Giles was there. Uh, Mike was there. Yep. And there, the it and was a good amount of people. It was a good amount of people for the weather. It, it was, was a great amount of people. Yeah. De- yeah. Absolutely. There was a kid there from Kentucky. He yep. uh, he rented out the darkroom at Midwest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the guy with the uh, plastic poncho. Hey. Better, better poncho. And here's none. Matt with his eight by ten strapped to his back with a poncho over. Yeah. It. I have your poncho over here. Oh, it's drying out. Oh, yeah. you keep it. It's canon. <laughs> oh. Matt has 8x10 camera. Yeah. And uh, we found a spot that isn't torrential downpour, and uh, you squeezed off a few shots. Yeah. Yeah. Managed to, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was a good few hours in the rain. It, yeah. it was. Yeah, we hung out regardless, hanging out, talking to people. I think the original plan was to start at the entrance and then walk to, of course, pub. Yeah. Yeah. Ill- somewhere. Ilford's UK company. You have to... Pub to pub. It all ends at a pub. Eggs at the pub. Yeah. Uh, no, but it was... If, so even pub. though we were soaked to the bone, uh, it was well worth it. Yeah. 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 It was definitely a positive experience, nonetheless. It was. Definitely. 
Uh, and then we capped off the evening non-film photography. Even though I, I took a few shots, I'm going to see if they come out. I shot my uh, Olympus Stylus Epic mm. with some uh, Ilford HP5. Yes. Uh, John had some tickets. John and Mark Dalzell. <laughs> Classical Bums Live. Bums? <laughs> What'd you say? Classical Bums Live perform <laughs> Zeppelin so 2. Right. <laughs> Classical albums. You forgot the album. I'm sitting there in the theater, Matt. I lost my shit. Like I was, I was <laughs> laughing for like ten minutes. Like I just couldn't figure out why. Because once you see it, you can't unsee it. So like, if you give them a quick, sh- short, sharp shock, they don't do it again. Dig it. What classical Cause, albums live? Tell them. Because so like they had the on the on the the ticket or the. The, the playbill, uh, playbill yeah. Thing, yeah. They had their their URL printed out, and I have I'm always big oh. on proofreading it. And that was the first thing I saw was the URL because it was big bold, and it's classicalalbumslive.com, but no, or classic, classic albums, classic live. albumslive.com, which I, I immediately read classical bums live, and I was like, Mike, look at this, because Mike, bums. Mike was like. He he was the hardest leg to pull to go. Uh, oh um, my god! Yeah. And well, he, he had a very busy weekend. Well, oh, I don't have my booklet here because everything about it. I brought it. Because oh, please, I must see this. Oh everything god. about it. I made you I, laugh. Yeah, no, I like it. They do a great job. They're they're so good. They're very dedicated. But Mark, you don't have it. Other oh, bag. Yeah. Mark Dalzell is so into them. He yes. follows them, probably because they're Canadian. He, yeah, he's he's like, oh, oh yeah. I would go to Montreal to watch these guys play. Yep. And but, it, was just, it was just interesting. I've never experienced anything like it. Everything so that that I cool. said, they're touting in the booklet. Yeah. Which I'm like, yeah, like they did like, you know, like Sgt. Pepper, but I go there and like street clothes. What's that? Because they're not And they're touting that. They're oh, like, and we God. don't do impersonations. Right. No, they don't do dress up. They just do the music. They so so want it, you to sit there, it, close your eyes, and feel like you're It's pretty impressive, though, that they, they do all the extra effects live. They, they kind of like pre-mix it. Uh, Poor, poor Rusty. He was having a day. <laughs> Who's Rusty? Yeah, Rusty. The, 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 the balding guitar guy player on the guitar. They're all waiting on. He was like, every, every the running joke, he's just like plugging well, shit in. because he was the only guy really changing uh, equipment. Every the guy, song, the guy had a different guitar. On stage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was always plugging in. Every yeah, time they were always up. looking at They are always like waiting for him. The singer, yeah. I, I guess, was the... Um, the band leader of this yeah, particular okay. group. He was definitely the manager. He, Yeah, definitely. And he seemed a little he's bit... Like, Bring it up, bring it up. Yeah, bring he, it should, up. he should go bit. play. He should go sing with Steve Hackett. Yeah, he should. He'd be great. Yep. Get Nad out of there. Yep. Nad's his ropes. Great. Nad grows on you. He's all right. What's his name? Nad Stevens. He plays Stevens? with Steve Hackett. He has a couple albums out on his own. So he's showing me classical bums live, and then I look at that and I look <laughs> up, bums. and everything I I <laughs> and see all just, dressed in street clothes. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yes, they were dressed nice. They all had black on. They weren't like you know. <laughs> <laughs> there were there was a uniformity to them. I I'm not a Zeppelin fan. That's the biggest problem. Is I'm not a Zeppelin fan. But you weren't swayed at all. You didn't hear any songs that you were like. Oh, I know every good. song. Oh. because of Trackman, oh. Mr. Zeppelin. But you himself. didn't appreciate it live. Hey, when you when you're in an audience and you're watching something and you're thinking about oh yeah no, all that laundry well, that's not good. Should, uh, should I do the colors today or do the whites? Wow. You separate your colors and whites? I do. I just throw yeah. everything together. So I, I saw act, act One, I saw. Then I went and got some Starburst and a water. And sat in the back. No, at first I sat in the lobby. I was in the lobby yeah. for a good first song, second act. Right. And then, like, you know, I was like, oh, this seems kind of weird. And then I, I snuck back in and the lady let me in. 
And then I went to the very back of the theater, which I have to tell you was great. Yeah. It's such a small theater. Yeah. This is at the Wendell Wilkie Theater. Uh, this is on Keene University. Keene, Keene property, University. So. I think it's Wilkins. 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 Eric W. Wilkins. I don't know. Yeah. It was a great, great venue. But this whole thing, I mean, was unplanned. We had no idea we we're going to wind up a classical bums live. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was a trooper. And uh, we stiffed uh, Mark Delzell out of the ticket you money. Will, <laughs> we'll never hear the end of it. Uh, is it would he, so Mark Delzell had the tickets. What happened was he couldn't get people to go. He had extra tickets. No, people were going. He bought tickets for people, but they weren't able to make this it. This is why you never Sunday buy tickets. Yeah, never buy advance okay, so tickets for your friends without exactly. a firm so commitment. Technically, shouldn't they pay for the tickets? I guess. Yeah. Technically, you're right. How do we know Mark isn't double... Oh, Double collecting. I don't think Mark would do that. We have say anything we want. He's not going to be listening to this. Yeah, he's just not on it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you know, uh, I don't think there's anything dubious about it. So if I just never say anything else again about classical bums live, yeah, <laughs> you just love saying that. He just wants to say that over and over yeah, again. If we never hear another word about classical bums live. There we go. <laughs> Will yeah. Mark say to you, uh, Rasso and Marash stiff me on those tickets? Is he even going to say anything? He won't say anything. Okay. No. All right, we're just going to forget about that. Yeah, forget about it. Well, you know, but next time you go out to dinner, it would be nice maybe if you pick up the tab. Oh, okay. You know what? That's a you, good you idea. You pay him in different ways. But every time we go, so he doesn't want to go. Mr. Lee, I don't no, like that. I don't like fish. Yeah. He's picky. So this is, did we forget anything about the big show podcast uh, show? No, not really. No? We got yeah. it covered? I think you hit it all, yes. If, Let's if, see. If I forgot something, if I forgot about you, person listening at home, like there were other like film, uh, there was some other film presence there. I guess some shout outs to other uh, other stuff that we sh- saw at the show. You know, we had uh, the Burger Films were there with the, their Cat Labs, those guys in uh, in Massachusetts. Ah, that I saw Cat Labs for three seconds uh-huh. at the Analog Meetup at yes. the Beer Authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't get a chance to talk to them. Yeah, so they were there. Um, Ghibellini cameras was there. They, hey. they didn't give me the time of day, but you know, whatever. Matt and oh. I went to the Ghibellini booth, right? Oh. High end Ferrari of large format oh. cameras. Beautiful. And Matt's walking around the display cameras. Yeah. I, was, and I was interested. Matt's touching the cameras in a way <laughs> that shows anyone that's working in that booth that he knows what he's doing. Right. He's not just taking a selfie with it. He's not taking. He's not pointing, saying, "Oh, look at that big camera." Like I heard mm-hmm. people saying, "Yeah, look at that big he's camera. working them." Yeah. And I'm standing back, and I'm wait. I'm like, "Okay, Let's see what's going to happen." Yeah, waiting for someone to come up to him and try and nothing. sell him. Nothing. Nobody Nobody's said nothing to you. No, I was over at the Argus Swiss booth for a quarter of a second. You know, someone talk, jumped right on you. Boom! Here's how you use this. I was like, "Oh shit, this is really cool." Now I'm going to spend eight grand. <laughs> Passion, <laughs> yeah, nice. Passion, like where's the like? Come on, you guys. And it's not like they had one large format camera set up. Yeah. Three, four, they five. Had, they probably had like sixty thousand dollars in high end cameras Jeez. just just hanging yeah. out there, and you know, it was very. I mean, was there a dude like just looking at his phone, eating a bagel? What I don't want to call on? anybody out in particular. Oh. I want to stay, you know, nice about it. However, like you know, we're giving good advice to Ghibellini. Hey, yeah. hey, whoa, and that's it. I don't want to hear nothing else. They shouldn't see it as any as a hindrance. He was there though. As a help. Yeah, yeah. He was he was working. Oh, Mr. Gibellini himself. Yeah, oh. he's a younger he, guy. He was probably having a sandwich while you were. He's no, probably no, no. He the... was he was chatting up some like oh, some okay. other guys, but like the other folks on the booth, I don't think they were like as 
That's all they're selling. Mr. Gibellini would be like, hey, 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 go get that guy. No, he, well, he's a younger guy, so he was very, you know, mm. very laissez-faire. I will say this: those cam- and I'm I'm not a super large format shooter. Those cameras look quality. No, they're super high end. Uh, they're really nice cameras. I I think you know, partly just because I've always wanted one. You know, when I was talking to John Sanderson over at Arca Swiss, I was like, oh shit. I even talked to Lauren. I'm like, here's the next camera. Here's what's coming down the mm. pipeline. She's like, save your pennies. She's like, no. Mm. No. <laughs> no. 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 I chatted with uh, Dave Bias briefly. Yes. Dave is the uh, North America rep for Film Ferrania. Showed mm-hmm. up in his trademark hat. Yep. And uh, all I have to say to everyone listening is hashtag have faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Have okay. faith. They, 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 it's not like they're, they're, he was telling me, you know, some things, this, that, the other thing, this machine, that machine, da, da, da. It's like uh-huh. Nicola in Italy. I was just going to keep adding stuff to the Nicola in Italy, film Ferrania. There are, I could just see like a whole warehouse with, with hoops. And every day when he comes in, like uh-huh. someone like puts fi- you know, sets that hoop on fire. And he jumps through it. Every day they're jumping through hoops of fire to get this done, that done. Oh, we can't do this. This machine broke. That happened. This oh happened. My God. Yeah. Everybody else would have given up twice by now. Yeah. But, uh, th- you know, there's going to be something. I love the P30. Yeah. Love me some P thirty. Yeah, Mike. My, my, my favorite image of the entire weekend. Yes. You already somehow crazy man. You've already processed. It's not even twelve hours, uh-huh. and you've already processed since we last saw each other. You've already processed, uh, scanned, and uploaded all these pictures. Hashtag them. Everything. Yep. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, this sums up the weekend perfectly. Oh my god! So I'm looking like a wet rat <laughs> are, coming out of the dude, subway. You are so soaked. Uh, and oh, then John's yeah. behind me like, uh, it's. Uh, yeah, so I would shoot, go home, process. Madman. Process, scan, upload, then hit the sack. Look at you. Yeah. I went home, had a beer and some leftover Indian food and hit it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just I felt the, the excitement and I thought and I thought that people would want to see the images lickety split. It was great. It's not as fun when you see the image a month later. Like, what? What's this? Yeah. I know. Not, I got to get on it with that 810. No, Getting over to the lab gotta today. Strike. Oh, I'm going to bug you about it. Okay. Be like Matt, was the A10? Yeah, no, Binox. I mean, like, I might A-10. actually load A-10. it up before A-10. I leave A-10. and A-10. just sh- ship it out from here. Okay, great. Because I don't want to process it myself. People ask me that, I was like, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. So we missed Cat Labs. Who yes. else? Who else did we run into but missed? Um, I know we missed one more on there. Can't remember. If we missed you, send us an email podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Oh, baby. Uh, well, great. Uh, if I missed anything, we'll, f- we'll figure it out. We'll, next show, we'll be like, oh, we forgot uh, Joey Fafandolt's booth. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be pissed. <laughs> exactly. Don't forget about him. Um, hey, we're going to see you next at the time. Yeah. And of course, this is for uh, the guys at Roberts Distributors who, when they're doing their daily duties up at Roberts, they're singing cheap Burgers, cheap burgers, cheap burgers. I should go up to there and shoot the music video of them working oh my God, while man. singing cheap burgers. You should, Mike. Thank you, John. All right, <laughs> bye.
is almost plastic The patsy's belly meets Cheeseburgers are the greatest uh, They really are a treat It shouldn't be organic Must be engineered Assembled in a factory Thousand miles from here, flown across the ocean, above the troposphere.
It's all in the past now.